A CEO has stated that Moore's Law is dead. We look at that w- what that means for your wallet. Plus, Trombone Champ is a game with trombones and baboons. Tonight is September 25th, 2022, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so you would say even uh, if... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. That's right. It's time for yet another edition of the Bobby Blackwell Show. I'm, I didn't load the schedule up all that much tonight, so maybe, you know, people can call in in the second half. That'd be great. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Bobby Blackwell Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminiscing about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, thank you so much. We do tape this show live each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash vognetwork. I'll be trying to read intelligent comments from uh, chat throughout the night. Uh, and chat uh, just apparently just started a, a hype train. So thank you so much for the support of going above and beyond. Uh, you obviously don't have to do that, but it does make uh, everything at Vogue a little bit easier when we can uh, pay, basically pay our own bills. And that that is awesome. I will uh, recognize the people that were doing that at the end of the show. But uh, if you can't be here live on Sunday night, I completely understand we are a podcast. So you can listen to us on the, on the podcast and chat during uh, the week with us on our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Uh, we have stories and questions and responses put up all throughout the week over there. And uh, we're, we even read some of them here on the in the air. So if you can't be here live but you still want to participate, that is a great, great way to do it. Um, so, yeah, so let's go ahead and get right on it. We actually had a uh, Discord comment about a previous story, uh, and it's a pretty meaty one. And it, it brings up a kind of a longer discussion about... Uh, the, about VR. So if you're a drinking game aficionado or you're going to drink because we're talking about VR, well, yeah, we're starting with it. We're leading off with the VR. Uh, so go ahead and, and, and get get your drink on, I guess. Uh, but Bowl, who can't be here because of time zones and, and things like that, uh, wanted to kind of piggyback on a comment uh, and a thing that we had talked about last week. So the base story that we were talking about uh, from last week's episode was about the PlayStation VR and how PlayStation VR 2 is not going to work with PlayStation VR 1 games. So you won't be able to play your existing PSVR 1 library on the PSVR 2. And one of the things that I had, uh, had had mentioned and one of the things that I had talked about was because the tracking is very, very different between the two. Uh, and it, an emulation would not be able be very easy to do uh, and it's not worth the time and money to do it. I actually have a saying when I do software uh, is that anything is possible is just a matter of time and money. And sometimes you you, you don't have an unlimited uh, supply of either time or money. Uh, no matter how big you think Sony is, they don't have that kind of uh, supply of time or money. So they have to decide, is it worth their while? And they decided 
for whatever reason, that the PlayStation VR, uh, making PlayStation VR 1 titles natively work with PlayStation VR 2 was not worth their while. What they're going to do instead is provide an upgrade path in the software so people who make their titles and make it native to the PS5 can also make their VR titles native to the PSVR 2 technology. So that's what they're doing. And uh, I had said it was because the tracking systems are wildly different. Uh, you've got uh, a camera and lights for PSVR 1, and it's tracking the lights in the in the scene in, in your room. And so it's visual light, visible light. Uh, and then, uh, but PSVR 2 is using a more modern tracking system with inside-out cameras that are tracking uh, different things that are not necessarily visible light. Bull says, this might be an expected question from me, and I'm always glad to have the expected questions from you, Bull. Uh, but do we know that the tracking system is the main reason for not porting PSVR 1 titles to PSVR 2? To me, and this is from Bull, handling tracking is part of the back-end VR APIs that in the end should output generic device poses and transforms that plug into game engines as long as there is six degrees of freedom tracking on the hardware. Which, by the way, there really wasn't that much of that on the PSVR 1. It should be straightforward to replace the previous API with a new one that outputs the same type of values. The tracking input and calculations will be different, but the API should, if made well, still output the same kind of data. That said, it depends on how they built their backend. Maybe it's all pasta, but seeing the PC side where all kinds of hardware can plug into Steam VR with device drivers acting as a layer that provides the data needed, it will work. I can even install a driver that makes my phone with a Google Cardboard plug into Steam VR. Absolute garbage, but it works. So, um, is uh, you're assuming a lot out of Sony. You're assuming that Sony is using uh, best practices and able to uh, it, it work with other things. They they don't want to make it easy for you to work with their systems. They have never really made it easy for you to work with their consoles. You can ask anybody who tried to develop a PlayStation 3 title how difficult that architecture was to work with. Uh, the people who were able to make it sing made it sing. And like the, there were PlayStation 3 titles that looked amazing and pushed the system to their limits. That was a very, very small number of developers that were capable of doing that. Most people uh, really struggled with it. And Sony accepting some kind of standard like an OpenXR uh, or, or, or whatever uh, standard that we're thinking of, like Steam VR, which is a more of an open standard, um, you, you, are you new here? Because Sony has very frequently uh, taken, uh, taken the existing standard, said, no, 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 no. We're going to do our own thing. So remember, you know, CDs? Sony was like, no, 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 a mini disc. We're going to do the mini disc. Remember when, uh, you know, we had cartridges and, and stuff for, for, for portable games? No, no, no. UMDs. Remember, uh, you know, when there were, uh, you know, memory cards and stuff and we had like these SD cards and mini SD cards? No, 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 no. You've got to buy the specific memory card that Sony wants you to buy. You know, and, and, and when there was the, the DVD standard and then they went to the HD DVD standard, Sony's like, no, 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 we're going to do Blu-ray. And that one actually stick all, stuck. All the other ones I mentioned didn't stick. Sony finally got something to stick. And so their whole MO is we are going to make something that is vastly different from everything else that you are used to as a standard. So you are locked into our ecosystem. That way, you can't make a great title for PSVR and make it easy to work with 
a competing system. They want you on their in their ecosystem, whatever they decide that is, be it mini discs or UMDs or Blu-rays or the PlayStation VR one. Same with the PlayStation VR two. Is PlayStation VR two going to be natively accessible with the Open XR standard? No, of course it's not. Sony doesn't want that. Sony wants you on their platform and their platform only. And if they can't do it with money, then they want to do it by having, uh, by locking you into their technology and making you learn tech, their technology and work with it. So it does make it less, uh, it, it makes it you less likely to want to spend the time and money. Remember, anything's possible. It's just a matter of time and money. Spend that time and money to make your software work with other platforms that use more open methods when the install base is on the PlayStation VR 2. We do kind of see this with the Quest, where you know we're starting to see some PC VR titles that go up on Steam uh, that are using all the mobile assets because they're making it for the Quest, and they're not going to spend the time to make it a high-end PC VR title. I'm looking at you, you, Zen Studios, and your Star Wars Pinball VR. Red Entertainment in chat says, so it's like so, uh, Sony wanting you to only be able to buy their accessories to work with their equipment, similar to Apple using lightning cables. Um, and Fifth Dream says, luckily, they didn't make PlayStations only work with their TVs. Yes. Uh, and, and But people thought you might need that, uh, especially when they were doing the 3D revolution and, you know, PlayStation 3 could output 3D TVs, uh, 3D signal to 3D TVs. And everybody's like, do you have to have a Sony TV to do that? Tangent. Magnavox had that same problem with the old Magnavox Odyssey back in the 70s. Everybody thought you needed a Magnavox TV for it to work. And Magnavox didn't exactly dispel that notion uh, because they really wanted you to buy their TVs. But but yes, if people did think in the 70s you needed a Magnavox TV to play the Magnavox Odyssey games. You didn't, but Magnavox was like, mm, we're not going to correct you. Buy a Magnavox TV too. Bull continued in his comment, in his question... This is from Bull. My speculation on why there is not direct compatibility between PSVR 1 and 2 is that they cannot ensure that titles for PSVR 1 will actually play well on PSVR 2. You will probably not get any of the new haptic features like triggers and the headset. The games will not be made for the sticks on the PSVR 2 controllers. PSVR 1 games can have tracking guards that pop up that will be redundant or different on PSVR 2. In short, to ensure a next-gen experience on PSVR 2, it doesn't make sense to have automatic compatibility for the older titles. I expect that studios will have to port their games to uh, recertify them for PSVR 2, fixing some of the issues I mentioned above. And that, that part I agree with. And it's the same as PS4 and PS5. So uh, they can upgrade their game to work on the PS5. Uh, and, and so you would have a PS4, PS4 version and a PS5 version. The PSVR 2 is not going to work on the PS4. So your PS4 version has the PSVR 1 hardware. The PS5 version has different things to work with the PS5. They already have to modify the code to recertify it as a PlayStation 5 title that also uses the storage uh the, the their, their their hard drive storage or not it's not hard drive but you know the solid state the new quick loading and all that stuff all the all the features they did with the faster storage and the faster memory uh they're going to have to upgrade and change some of their game to be able to allocate for that but that's not that difficult and i am sure that there is an upgrade path in your software that sony will provide that says hey if this is your psvr1 tracking code this is what you need to change it to for it to work to PS- psvr2 and most of your code and it really depends on how the software developer made their game the rest of your code shouldn't have to change too much 
uh, but it is going to be a recertification process, and they're going to be able to do uh, m- make things better. Uh, even if they don't take advantage of like the triggers and the haptic and stuff in their PS5 version, uh, they will still have to do the upgrade path. And uh, the the comment that I was reading last week was actually from a developer that was talking about the differences between PSVR 1 and 2. So when I was talking about how the data pipeline is different, that was not me speculating. That was me like gathering info from others, other sources on the web. Uh, and I was pretty sure that, and, and I'm pretty sure who that was, was actually somebody who's worked on VR games on the PlayStation platform. Most people haven't worked on PlayStation games on their VR platform because it's not an open standard like a Steam VR or even what Meta has. But thank you so much, Bull, for uh, that uh, the, the the question and the comments and the insight. Uh, Bull does a lot of VR development as well, but it's more on like the open open standards. Uh, doing like Steam stuff, uh, working a lot with high-end PC VR hardware. Uh, he's played with the Tilt 5 as well. So I, I always welcome uh, his, his his insight on things. He uh, does a lot more with VR than I do nowadays. But uh, the PSVR 2 stuff does sound pretty exciting, and I'm excited to, to learn more and figure out how the hell I'm going to play any of it because I don't have my PS5 in an area that makes it easy to play VR games. Um, it's just not set up that way. I set it up for a, for a different reason. So a game that came out last week, it actually came out on the 15th of September. We didn't hear about it. We didn't really know about it, uh, until later because it's a meme game. It's, it's, uh, somebody termed it as streamer bait. And I will say that I fell for the bait. I, I absolutely fell for the bait as a streamer. Uh, I've actually now been streaming for a couple of weeks since DragonCon on my personal channel over at Bobby Blackwolf, and uh, it, I, I fell for the bait, and I played it. I, I bought it at full price and played it, and I am talking about Trombone Champ. So Trombone Champ is uh, it's 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 a meme game, uh, and imagine if you will, Guitar Hero, uh, but with a trombone. So in Trombone Champ, uh, you uh, you're playing, uh, you know, classics like you know, Tchaikovsky and Bach and you know, uh, O Canada and, and God Save the King. It's God Save the King now, not God Save the Queen. And uh, you're instead of like guitar or anything, you're playing a trombone, and you are a tromboner. In this, which is it's it's the it's the actual term is trombonist, but this is a game that's full of uh, fart jokes and and juvenile humor, and this is because in ju- juvenile humor uh, that is what trombone players are like. I was in band, I knew trombone players, and they were very juvenile, and so this game has very much juvenile hum- humor. But the way you actually play it, it, the thing is, it is actually a. Um, it's actually pretty polished. So I was actually quite surprised. It has been in development. I think uh, somebody said like the first tweet that this person who made this game made about the game was in 2018. And it was like with some rudimentary gameplay and stuff. So he's been working on it for several years and it's actually pretty challenging. And it's fair in terms of like the rhythm game itself. It is very fair. How you play it is you, uh, your mouse is the trombone slide and you're you can either use the mouse button or any letter on your keyboard right now they are adding control support later but really mouse and keyboard is the way that uh, you play it 
and essentially you are when you hold down the key that's taking a breath or that that's putting air in the trombone and then you're sliding your mouse up and down to play the notes and the notes scroll right to left and so you're actually playing a trombone and uh it, it's it's actually done really well and when you don't do t- that well uh it sounds hilarious because let's see if i can I, I don't know i don't have it unmuted here um let me unmute i'm actually playing my stream from from twitch so let's see here so this is a bear the beer barrel polka a lot of public domain music so, but if you fail, it actually like really mimics a trombone, how a trombone sounds when you fail. And it's hilarious. So you don't get so upset that you have failed. Um, so uh, I, I really, I, I saw some really funny videos like on social media uh, about it and uh, how it sounds. And I, I will say this, it is probably more fun to watch than it is to play because there's so much just like, and you know, I know that the, the OLR audience is going to love this just like early beat mania. There are um, really weird things that happen in the background, just like old beat mania tunes used to have in, in the nineties. And so he, the, the developer completely leans into that, especially in the uh, songs about like farm animals and, and stuff uh, where, where it's just, Total random stuff. Um, Tackle says, it sounds like when you're trying to play a trombone but aren't matching the notes correctly, uh, so the keys are off. Yes, uh, it is. Um, I, if, I can tell when I hit a note perfectly, and it sounds actually pretty good, and I do it pretty well. But, uh, not in, uh, but when you don't do it well, and you're not, it, it does sound a little bit off. Uh, Redertainment says breath doesn't play a role in the gameplay. Man, I can see tracks going nuts if having to breathe while playing isn't a factor. Guess what? It is a factor. So, uh, yes, your breath um, is uh, um, the way that the breath breathing works is that you it's not as like real life. Uh, Whenever you stop playing, you're taking a breath. But if you do hold the note too long, uh, and if you ever, if you watch gameplay, look on the left side of the screen, you're going to see a wavy line that goes toward the left side of the screen. And that wavy line, if it hits the edge of the screen, you basically your you, your avatar turns red and you can't play for five seconds. So you cannot hold down the note. You can't hold the note forever. Uh, you do have to st- let go of the keyboard and play the next note, but. You don't have to worry about like breath marks or anything like you would in in a regular music, uh, as long as you just stop playing a note for even a like a frame that counts. Uh, Tiger Claw asks, "Do you think this game brings a whole new respect to good trombone players?" No. Um, Rob Roberts says, Tuba Champ will be the sequel or the inevitable knockoff mobile game trying to capitalize on the success, but it's pretty amazing how viral the PC Gamer tweet went. I saw an MSNBC host tweeting about it and lots of verified accounts. Sometimes it just takes one viral moment. Yes. Uh, that, that's what this this had, and I am glad that it happened because, like I said, this is actually a very polished game. When I said it was fair, a lot of times when I play rhythm games, I'm especially if they're games that require an external controller. And yes, I'm talking about Rock Band and Guitar Hero and things like that. A lot of times, I feel like I'm fighting the controller, and the game seems unfair. Oh, I, I think I was, I was messing up a lot there. I was 
this this song made it real was really hard for me to play. I was just watching the video and it was like I was I just gave up and just Oh, this is the this is this was the song where they were like we're going to be a ska. Oh, that was beautiful. Anyway, that's me talking all because I'm I'm playing on a, on a Twitch stream. I I enjoyed uh it, but I will say there are only like 20 something songs in it. Uh, it is only fifteen dollars. Uh, he is going to be adding new songs. Apparently, there's going to be three new songs added every couple weeks or something like that. Um, so there, there, and there are probably apparently already mods on it. It was built in Unity, which is very easy to mod. So people have already modded stuff in. I think uh, Mike Deft even said that somebody already had uh mods mods coming out. Uh, Pod Culture says someone needs to mod Commander Riker into the game. He played on uh, the Next Generation. Uh, so, and Dark Tatias says, yes, if there's new songs coming, it will definitely help. Yes, this was actually an early access, uh, or not really early access. They had, like, an open play test and stuff, and then it finally launched 1.0, launched on the 15th, and then he's already put out a couple patches since, since then. Um, but, uh, and, and there is a game within a game. Uh, so, what, yes, there's the trombone champ stuff, but then there's the whole lore. So... There's actually lore in this game. Uh, baboons. Uh, the, the lore of, of baboons and what they have to do with trombones, which I am sure whoever made this was a trombone player. And, you know, him, him and his section in whatever school band he was in probably had, you know, jokes about baboons uh, and, and hot dogs. And so you're collecting all of these uh a lot of these uh, game, uh, a lot of the inside jokes and a lot of the cards that you get all reference either baboons or hot dogs. And so, like, you get these cards, you collect these cards, and they'll be like, yes, this is Mozart. He could eat 10 hot dogs a day, you know, or something like that, because hot dogs are a source of power. And then you're unlocking these other baboons that show up, and you're trying to feed the toots that you get for passing the song. Uh, to get other cosmetics, so you can change your avatar, you can change the color of your horn, uh, you can change what sound it makes. Uh, so they actually have like an eight-bit sound and a and a uh, a disco like a in the club. So it's you know a, a in the club sound uh, or you know poots if you really want to get like that. And so yes, uh, yeah, pop culture says toots. Yes, you you get toots, and then when you recycle a card, you get turds, which you can use to build other cards. Uh, and you actually have to like grind because there is an end game. There actually is an ending to this game uh, because you do have to grind to get uh, certain scores in some games so you can unlock more things and then you can actually get to the quote unquote ending of the game. Uh, and it's not playing the songs. And but you do get to a point where you're unlocking keys that uh, um, that open a secret boss with a secret song. And I think like during my stream. Uh, Pod Culture asks, what's the th Through the Fire and the Flame song of this game? Uh, you hadn't seen it because I didn't play it on stream, and I haven't actually beat it yet, but there actually is a song that's harder than all the other songs that it does play at the end, and that's your quote-unquote final boss battle uh, once you unlock the final boss, which is hidden behind some Easter eggs and things like that. So um, that's... It's got an interesting game within a game. You can probably clear it in probably about five or six hours. 
I do know uh, I am in certain communities, and I do know that people have already tried to speedrun it, or they're already routing a speedrun, but the speedrun would be very, very boring because there's one song that gives you more uh, more toots than all the others, and so you're basically playing it over and over and over and over and over again, so it's not going to be a compelling speedrun to watch. But people are already trying to speedrun and get to the end game of this. Um, Dark to Sea says, I can't imagine what a boss song would be for a trombone game. Uh, it is, uh, oh, th- there's a lot of baboons in this one. There's just baboons that are showing up on the screen. Um, it's actually one of the songs that's already in the game and it's already one of the hard songs in the game, except they speed it up twice as fast and they add more EDM music to it. And that's the boss song in the game. So, uh, this game blows. That's, that's the joke. Um, but, uh, no, it, it is interesting as a meme game. I will say it's probably more fun to watch than it is to play, but I think that, uh, it, it's very polished for what it is. Uh, I was kind of surprised at how polished it was and how fair it is as a rhythm game. And you will get better. I did notice that I was getting better. I actually went back after I ended the stream cause I was just doing the same stuff over and over again. And that's a boring stream. I went back in and I was getting even better. Like, I was getting even better uh, things. So, um, what's showing on the screen now is, like, unlocking the cards. And uh, you get the you, you use your toots to buy card packs. And, and these unlock cards. And you, you, you click on the sack to, to get, the, get the cards. And they, they bring up uh, certain facts about, uh, about certain uh, real-life... Uh, music composers from hundreds and hundreds of years ago to uh, the trombone itself uh, and to people that you've never heard of because they wrote a, an original song for this uh, this game. So it's uh, it's funny. It's funnier if you were a band kid and you were in marching band. It's probably even funnier if you were a trombone player. Uh, but even if I didn't play trombone, so uh, it, it's uh, this was exactly what I thought being a tromboner would be like. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I think if you actually played trombone, you would get a kick out of it. It is only $15. It's on Steam. Uh, there are only 20 tracks in the game. It can probably take you a couple, like about four or five hours to basically clear the game and get to the win condition of the game. Um, but uh, but playing the, like, the 20 songs isn't going to take that long. Uh, but but uh, it, it is funny. It is funny, and I uh, I appreciate that it finally exists. And uh, I'm I'm glad that uh, band kids have something to to play. S. Sherwin or Matt says, "Haha, this game gets g- keeps getting better and better." Folks have modded it already to put in Megalovania. Of course they did. Now, I, and I will say that one something something that somebody said, like if you watch the trailer and you think the game is weird, it's actually weirder. Uh, the game does get weirder as you go on, especially if you de- dig into the lore and the game within a game outside of just the playing of the songs. Uh, it does get weirder because people who play trombone are weird. Yeah, Orange Ride says, time to Megalovania. I think that's now the thing that we got to put in for, for any rhythm game. How long before Megalovania gets put in the game? DJ Rama S says, hey, we're not all weird. He played trombone. Um... Exhibit A of trombone players are weird. Ronma. Yeah, that's that's my impressions of of trombone champ. I probably will not be streaming it again until there's new, uh, the, the, until there's really new content because I got kind of tired of playing the same songs over and over again. 
uh, on stream because I kind of feel bad because that's not compelling content. I can't make it funny enough. Uh, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun to to enjoy for the first time on stream over at my Twitch channel, Bobby Blackwolf. So um, that was Trombone Champ, and uh, you should give it a shot. And you can play it even if you don't have the latest graphics card because it's going to be a while before you're going to be able to afford the latest graphics card. Because guess what, times are a changing. And NVIDIA knows that Digital Trends reports that NVIDIA has just confirmed what many of us were already suspecting. GPUs are expensive, and NVIDIA plans to keep it that way. During a Q&A session with the media, NVIDIA CEO Jensen Huang uh, lifted the veil of suspense on RTX 40 series pricing, and the insights are not what you were hoping to hear. NVIDIA has uh, only just announced the GeForce RTX 4090, 4080 16 gig, and 4080 12 gigs, but not everyone was happy. It's not just the capabilities of the cards that were called into question, because they're not as much of a leap as you would hope, but their pricing. The RTX 4090 will arrive at a $1,599 price tag. That's a lot of money. Uh, followed by $1,199 for the RTX 4080 16GB and $899 for the 4080 12GB. Those prices are too steep, all things considered, but now it seems like this might be the new normal. During the Q&A session, Jensen Huang was asked about the GPU prices. His response was very telling. He says, quote, Moore's Law is dead. A 12-inch wafer is a lot more expensive today. The idea that the chip is going to go down in price is a story of the past, unquote. Uh, so Moore's Law, uh, this is the idea that uh, that there's a trend between PC performance and price with roughly double the performance for half the price every two years. Uh, Huang cited that the rising cost of components and slowing of additional power is driving forces behind high GPU prices. So instead of Moore's Law, Huang uh, focused on price points and generational improvement. He says, quote, the performance of NVIDIA's 899 GPU or 1599 GPU a year ago, two years ago at the same price point, our performance with Ada Lovelace is monumentally better, off the charts better, unquote. That's their new technology. They're naming it after Ada Lovelace, who was a very famous historical person in computing that you should look up on. Uh, the response seems to echo what many of us have already been suspecting. After the GPU shortage has subsided, NVIDIA and his partners were left with an oversupply of graphics cards. Once terribly overpriced, uh, these GPUs are now up to grabs and more reasonable prices, but they're not likely to be selling as quickly as the manufacturers might have hoped. Uh, they said, uh, an NVIDIA spokesperson said in another briefing, quote, the 3080 was and still is a great value and it st will continue to live on, unquote. Uh, the introduction of the 40, uh, the 40 series steals the thunder from the 30 series, but NVIDIA still wants to sell off those older, but still very good cards. It makes sense to price the 4090 and the 2 4080s so high because this might push people to buy one of the 30s GPUs instead. It'll probably work on me. Be that as it may, it's sad to hear that a confirmation that the prices will conti uh, continue following an upward trend. DJ, uh, DJ Rama S says uh, there is absolutely no reason for 40 series cards, not when NVIDIA is sitting on a crap ton. He used a different word. A 
ton of 30 series cards. Questbuster says, if I recall correctly from a few other articles, the pricing for the top end card is actually a bit cheaper compared to the 3090 top end factoring for inflation. But the lower end versions are definitely a bit higher at the, uh, than the lower end 3090s at launch. Uh, Redertainment says that NVIDIA's other quote is, uh, we will continue to do the thing that made us money last year because it made us money last year. Uh, Ron also says, meanwhile, AMD sales went up on their Radeon cards. Um, and uh, Mike Def says, not to mention that the 4080s are a total joke. There's a whole thread in the Discord that shows, like, here's, like, the the improvements between, like, the 4080 and the 4090 and then the 3080 and the 3090, and that it's kind of laughable. Um, and uh, S. Sharon Matt says, yeah, that 4080 model is a scam. Thankfully, everyone is seeing through it. Um, and uh, Questbuster says, I don't need another heater in my room. That's true. Uh, and Tyrecall says, the new GPUs may require new uh, power supplies as well. Uh, depends on how beefy your power supply already is. I needed a new power supply for, for my 3060. That I'm probably now just going to get a 3080 at this point. Maybe even a 3080 Ti. Now that they're... Now that Ethereum no longer does like mining, you can't use GPUs to mine Ethereum anymore. Uh, they're going to be easier to find, so I may upgrade my graphics card up to a thirty series, not a forty series. Uh, Tyrell says the new thirty series cards require a special connector. Okay. Uh, Fifth Dream says, "Well, see, all you need to do is buy fifty of these, mine Bitcoin, and then you can afford one of these. Easy. You, you can't." Ethereum, which is the one everybody's using, you you can't mine with a GPU anymore. They changed how Ethereum, like the Ethereum people changed how it worked. Uh, DJ Ramas says, Bobby, what's the wattage of your current power supply? I think it's a 750 is the one that's in this machine right now. It was actually the one that came in the bundle with the Newegg Shuffle, uh, but it was kind of the one that I was looking at anyway. Uh, but it's not the one that was catching on fire from other Newegg shuffles, so it's, it's it's pretty good. So it it runs the 3060 just fine. I've got a 3060 in there right now, uh, and I think it was priced. I, I was able to, I would be able to run a 3080 in there probably, but I haven't looked really at the 4080s because I saw uh, the price and and all the discourse on our Discord, and I was like, nope, not gonna get it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a 3080 and just be happy about it. So. Uh, Moore's Law, if you don't remember uh, or if you weren't around uh, when Moore's Law was a big thing, it was a big th- big term in the 80s. I heard it a lot in the 80s. Uh, and back then it was, it, it was very real because it was easier to develop better engineering practices to add transistors and other physical components to the hardware. And to do that in the 80s, it would boost overall computational power once again. Anything is possible. It's just a matter of time and money. You throw more money, more components at it, it goes faster. Uh, so it was very dead on uh, in the following decades would see t- tremendous advances in chip design. The problem is physics. So we've reached a point where physics is just really hits us hard. It is no longer possible to advance at the same rate we did a few decades ago. Um now, better performance is done via algorithms, specialized hardware, overall computer design, things like that. You can't just make the chip smaller because how they would do it before, how, how computers got faster in the past, is they just made the stuff smaller. And in, in by doing that, there was less space that something had to travel to get from one part of the motherboard to the other uh, or one part of the chip to the other. 
there was actually less physical space. We are now at the point where there's no less space we can do. And that's why the phrase that, you know, he's partially correct, Moore's Law is kind of dead, because now we can't just throw more money at the problem. Now we have to get smarter about it. I get that. But then, you know, the fact that, you know, it's going to be more and more expensive to get the new stuff, which means you're which hopefully will mean that you're not going to see as much stuff push and require the new stuff because they're going to realize that most people don't have that card so they really shouldn't do too much that specifically requires that card to work we've already seen this in the console market how many first party games for playstation are still coming out on the ps4 because people can't get a hold of a ps5 if people aren't willing to buy a 40 series card if you most of your audience are going to be on these 30 series or equivalent whatever the radeon equivalent are uh, then you're going to target the 30 series cards, even though these 40 series cards come out. And maybe that w- is what might drive things back, but I'm not going to hold my breath on any of that. We are going to take a very quick music break. And you know what? We actually have time. If somebody wants to call in, all you got to do is you go to our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord, join the green room voice chat channel. That way I can see you in there, and I'm going to pull you into a different chat channel that you can't just jump into. And we can talk about anything going on in the gaming industry, anything I've missed uh, that that uh, you may want to talk about this week. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show here in the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. <laughs> Do not my chocobo all day. Ugh. Can't get it out of my head. Hey, this is Robbie Damon, the voice of all your favorite anime and video games, and you are participating with the Bobby Black Wolf Show. Have fun, baby! This sounds like you're having fun. Yeah. Theatre Rhythm's coming. That's what that was actually an honoring for. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome back. If you want to leave a bumper for when I actually do a music break and uh, leave a bump, uh, and play a bumper after that, you do not have to be Robbie Damon, who did that at DragonCon 2019, back when uh, it was easier to do that kind of stuff. Uh, all you have to do is send me an MP3 of Just Your Voice if you want audio only, or if you want to do video, a video of Just Your Voice. I will choose the DMCA violation I put behind it. Uh, and, uh, saying that you're coming back to the Bobby Blackwolf show. Um, and, uh, Mike Def says, thanks for reminding me that Crazy Chocobo is going to be in the, the new Theatre Rhythm. It was in the old Theatre Rhythm, uh, that, or it was in Curtain Call. Uh, so it, it's there. Uh, it's, it was, they've already got the note chart. They didn't have to do anything special for it. It was already in, uh, it's been in for a while and, uh, it does, it makes me sad too, but I am still going to be the problem in ordering, the uh the the one hundred dollar edition. So we were actually talking about uh and I do have some calls. Uh, we have the green room open. Nobody's in it right now. But uh, we it was mentioned about a new cable that was needed for the forty eighty cards. Uh, and and I'm trying to figure out like I, I was basically trying to skim while the music break was happening while I was resting my voice. But uh, what uh, what um what was uh, shown to me was that you're going to need a special either uh, there's two compatibility options with certain uh, power supplies in order to get more power to the 40 series cards. Uh, And you can either have three 
uh, PCIe 8-pin cables from the power supply to included 4090 power connector adapter. Uh, the graphics card supports 3, 3X or 4X PCIe 8-pin cables or a uh, one 450-watt uh, or greater PCIe Gen 5 power cable from the power supply. So there are two compatibility options here. So if you've bought an, bought a uh, power supply anytime recently, then uh, you're, you're going to be fine. I checked because I actually still have the box here for whatever reason. I probably shouldn't. Uh, DJ Rom asks us, what, what was my power supply? I have uh, in the machine. I'm actually not running the machine right now. I haven't moved to it yet. Uh, but it's a, a Corsair RM750X. And I did look and I've got... Um, I could actually plug it in because I do have PCIe 8-pin connectors uh, and I've got open slots. So I theoretically could have uh, could get it to work on this power supply. I don't need to buy a new power supply. Um, power is a thing. Power management is a thing for all of these. Uh, I, I didn't read through the entire article or anything like that because he, he did link it in our Discord. So go over to vognumber.com slash Discord. You can find that in the Bobby Blackwell Show uh, text chat channel. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that's uh, they're doing a lot of uh, interesting things. Also, to get in, you're going to have to buy new hardware maybe to do this. But I had to buy a new power supply to be able to handle a 3080. Uh, and that, that was the one that I had gotten. So... Uh, yeah, and in, what was funny for me was when I went into uh, when I built this PC, the gaming PC that I keep talking about. That like I keep pointing for those in the podcast. I'm like pointing like down to my left. That's because that's where the PC is, but it's not on right now. I have not yet made it my daily driver yet. Uh, I don't run this show off of it. I'm still running this show off of a pre-built machine I bought in 2016. It's got a GTX 980 in it. There's some fun stuff right there. Uh, I had bought it two weeks before they announced the 1080 line, so that that's on me. Uh, but I just haven't moved everything over yet because I've got, like, the camera and the mixer, and that involves moving a lot of OBS profiles and stuff. So uh, I am I was thinking, like, I'm going to upgrade up from a 3060 to a 3080 or something before making it my daily driver. Uh, that way I can make sure everything works and all the games play fine before moving over there. Uh, but I, I was like, I'm going to wait for the 40 announcement, see what happens. And then I saw the 40 announcement. I'm like, no. But when I built the PC, it had been so long since I had built my own computer. It was like I had to relearn everything all over again. Uh, the last time I had built a computer was like 2010, 2011. Like we were still using beige computer cases at the time. Uh, and so that's what I remembered. And like, you know, these liquid coolers or... Uh, I, I did an all-in-one cooler and having to mount the radiator and the radiator fans and plug these in. That was, like, foreign to me. I figured it out. I'm not stupid. Um, I know some people think that if you're an influencer, you don't know what you're talking about when it comes to this stuff. But I'm not stupid. I figured it out. It was just it was such a foreign concept to me uh, that uh, it took me a lot longer to build that computer than it probably should have. And I used to be able to build computers and you know, get all the parts and do it in a couple hours. And it took me a couple days to get everything right and get everything in the system. And cable management is suddenly a thing. Like, we didn't do cable management back when we had these beige boxes because you couldn't see inside them, so it didn't matter. Um, You know, when you couldn't see in the side the case, you didn't care how the cables looked. Now you've got LED lights and graphics and that show up on the radiator. And, you know, you can... And, glass panels 
and it's uh, it, it's a different time. And as Sharon Matt says, uh, well, better to go slow and get it right. I did not break anything. Everything worked. Everything still works. That's the important thing. Uh, nothing broke. So I'm proud of myself. Uh, now I get to do the fun of changing out a video card. Because also what I've wound up doing is, oh, yeah, I've got a PC. I can upgrade at any time. No, I never upgrade the PC. I just buy a new PC. And I don't even reuse the parts from the old one or anything like that. Uh, so this is going to be, I'm going to get to take the old card out and put a new one in. And that's something I haven't done. Yeah, and Tiger Claw says, now PC cases have a gap on the right side for cable management. Yes, and that was a new thing for me. I'm like, okay, it's going to route back here. And there's this Velcro here and, you know, trying to do all that stuff. I was proud of myself, and I'm going to be proud of myself again if I can upgrade it to a 3080, and then I'll have a 3060 that'll uh, that'll probably go in some other computer, maybe. Tyreclaw says, the only time you need to have to upgrade the CPU is if you have a GPU that's bottlenecking it, meaning you're not getting enough high frame rates because the CPU has trouble ch- catching up. Yeah, I'm not expecting to have to worry about the CPU for a bit. I think I got a 10700 in there or something like that. I don't remember exactly what's in there. Uh, it's been that long since I bought the parts. I actually bought the parts like in 2020 and I built the computer in like late 2021, uh, because I was like, I'm going to get a 3080 at launch. I didn't. It took like nine months to get the graphics card. I had every other part of the computer here. I didn't have the graphics card. Pop culture says, send it to me. No, I mean, actually, yes, I will send it to you for about $600, maybe 700. We can talk. You can Venmo me, and then I'll send it to you. Coming up next, here on uh, the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash Network is Orange Lounge Radio. It's three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do. Uh, and Rob also just got a new computer. Uh, Alan built it for him. Uh, and so he's been playing a lot of pretty games on it. Uh, and we like to check in with uh, them over there to see what they're going to be talking about tonight when Discord decides that it's going to be time to, to, to for it to work. Um, so so uh, we were going to check in with them. Sacramento, are you there? Here, how are you? I'm doing well. We had a comment on Discord that uh, you were a little loud, but it's on me. It's not on you, so you don't need to change anything. I've got a specific fader. I've got the Rob fader over here. Oh, the one that said I was loud? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, he's a little louder than Bobby. And I'm like, well, you know what? I have a specific Rob fader here on the mixer. And so I'll turn <laughs> you down just a little bit because you have such a nice mic. Yes. Was, well, and sometimes I tend to get very loud. You yes. Know? Also, I did change my mic a couple months ago, remember? Right. So this Wave 3 is a little newer, so probably threw some things out of whack. Yeah. But it's it's totally fine. That's why I've got a little dial here, and I can I can I can even shut you up if I wanted. But I'm not going to do oh, that. Oh, oh boy. So you you you're not uh, you're not in the the market for a graphics card. You were actually just recently playing a game that makes your graphics card that you got uh, really look nice. I was seeing watching some of the Assassin's Creed uh, yeah. stuff, and that looks uh, and I guess that's looking really pretty on your monitor, especially if you're not streaming. Yeah, well, actually, even while I'm streaming, I play in full 4K while streaming. I mean, that's the nice thing about having a newer computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was it was actually not one that Alan built because um, he said, you know what, right. this time I just want to buy something in a box. You you actually helped yes, pick I it did. out. I know it was, it was a few months ago. Yeah, but I, I know he ran the finalist by you because he's yeah. like, I need I need another techie set of eyes on this to make yeah. sure I'm picking the right one. But um, no, I play in full 4K while streaming. I'm not sure if I could actually stream in 4K, but I I might. 
yeah. be able to, uh, except Twitch doesn't let you unless right. you're partners. So um, it's yeah. not. I mean, I could always try it on YouTube, but I, I'm I'm fine completely. I mean, yeah. like how many people really have the bandwidth for that? So um, I, I prefer to just put out in uh, 1080p and yeah. uh, let Twitch do the down processing, yeah. which most of the time it seems to do. Yeah, and uh, and and I'm I'm going to be right there with you soon. I bought a 4K monitor for my nice. gaming setup uh, months ago. In fact, it was sitting in the box when you were here, uh, and it's just oh. everything went you know went went haywire in my real life. Uh, mm. And and really, with the thirty sixty, you can't do much good four K gaming with the G, uh, with the thirty sixty Ti's, mm-hmm. which is why I want to get the thirty eighty, and then I'm going to kind of rotate monitors around and have a four K main monitor and a ten eighty p secondary monitor, and then I'll be able to play in 4k and stream it, 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 yeah. it and i'll be right there with you but uh, i got to get that graphics card first yeah. and now they're apparently available so i'm going to go to maybe a micro center next weekend which is a computer place around here where you can actually buy video cards uh and uh and and see if they've actually got one on the shelf and they might they might actually have one on the shelf that i can get because i don't need I to just- mine anything I just realized I didn't set foot in the uh, Bobby Blackwell studio this last time I was there visiting. That's I never right. Went ups- I never ended up going upstairs for anything. Yeah. So this is funny. Yeah. I so- spent most of the time down in the uh, theater yeah. uh, arcade getting high scores and, and things of that sort. So, And this is where I take Rob's fader and I turn him all the way down so you can't hear him anymore. See, he's talking right now, and you can't... Okay, no, anyway, you're back up now. I have to respond to something in chat. So Tiger Claw says, to broadcast in 4K, you need lots of bandwidth. You'll notice one thing I haven't complained about since Alan and I moved into the house is the internet. Uh, we no longer have Xfinity. We have a different company, a competitor. We have fiber internet, mm-hmm. and it is infinitely times better than where we were at. Um, I think with the gig internet is probably enough for us. We actually have the option to scale it up to five gigs if we needed it. We actually... We actually... Visit, like, you know what? That... That might actually be too much internet for us, even for us. So, uh, but it's nice to know that as, you know, because the amount of bandwidth we all consume is only going to get bigger. It's nice to know that uh, that option is there in the future yeah. if we, we need it. And if you have gig upstream, that's more than enough to stream out 4K. Yep. yep. And that's that's the difference with fiber is that your upstream then matches your downstream on like cable. So that's the yeah. huge, huge uh, difference. And, and 4K, it's not a lot like I could probably stream in 4K. Uh, if I had that the 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 upstream for it, I, I actually don't think my plan would allow me to upstream uh, to send up 4K, but I can receive 4K. So yeah. even though I only I don't even have gig internet, but I can download 4K and stream in 4K just fine. So as long as you can upstream that, and I think uh, even uh, Ronma says you only need about 10 10 Mbps, which is you know I, I don't think my I think my upstream's capped at six. But my downstream's 300, and so that's why I can get 4K television. It just eats through your bandwidth cap, which you don't have. And and if I upgraded to fiber, if I up, like even though if I use Xfinity and they've got gigabit fiber internet in my area, that eliminates the bandwidth cap because they're like, yeah, you'd blow through it in like two days. So they don't even yeah. have a, an, a, a a cap on the fiber on gigabit mm-hmm. internet here. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a similar story here. And changing companies, of course, was a yeah. huge help with that. Yeah. So, but again, it's also like 
what what do I stream that really needs to be in 4K? I don't think there's any point to doing OLR yeah. in 4K. Um, you know, so the Assassin's Creed game was very. I mean, even things like Dead by Daylight, Final Fantasy, they look good in 4K, sure, but they look just as good in 1080. Yeah. They're not like a huge. It's not like a huge upgrade. But like Assassin's Creed, like you were saying, you know, part of the reason I got into that game was, you know, that game was tuned for Series X, PlayStation Five. It was, I believe, like a launch title for yeah. those systems. Although certainly they were playable on PS4, Xbox One. Um, but it looks, as you saw, it looks gorgeous and yeah. even just streaming steep you know sizing down the 4k still looks really good um now that the new obs does hdr as well which is great yeah. you know that was the big thing they just implemented in obs so yeah so yeah. uh what else are you going to be talking about on uh, on OLR tonight? Are you going to be are, are you a trombone? Or are you going to be talking about trombone champ or anything? No, I did not check out trombone champ, but I did check out another game um, that is. I'm going to think how to vague say this. It's a it's a reboot, a modernization of a old game, a very old game that they've tried to do before. And there's been a lot of modernizations from this company lately that have gone under the radar. And so I kind of want to bubble that up because this game I played is not as bad as I think people think when they see the company mm. that did it. So I'll talk a little bit about that. I'll leave you with that hook. Uh, so we'll talk about that on OLR tonight. As far as the news goes, uh, we want to talk about streamers for one particular game are going on strike because of what the game brought uh, to the table. So we'll talk about that and uh, the possible effects. Uh, it is not Dead by Daylight or anything. It's In fact, it's a game we usually do not talk about at all. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we'll also talk about the latest and greatest Twitch drama uh, involving gambling and and what is the Department of Homeland Security looking into involving video games? There's uh, some very interesting things going on uh, in the world. So we'll talk about all that on OLR Up Next. And for once, I just want to point out to people, I actually, like, other than, like, one or two stories, I actually don't know what any of those are. Usually when Rob tells me this, I'm like, yep, you're talking about that and that and that and that. I have no clue, except I knew about the Twitch gambling thing and... Yeah. I didn't know if you're going to talk about the cheering thing, the cheering change that they were implementing or something. If you've heard the, about that, the seventy thirty thing. No, we'll they're changing it, oh. bits. They they're oh, doing a test. They're doing a test where mm. uh, instead of using bits to cheer, people can cheer directly via PayPal to the streamer. Except the streamer gets a lot less money, and because there's now PayPal fees oh, and stuff so like that. Trying to. And they're they, trying to bypass the actual PayPal. And, and well, no, they're actually using PayPal instead of using bits. And what <clears> they <throat> did is when they selected random streamers for this test, they made it, okay, you can no longer use bits to cheer anymore. You have to use this other system. Oh. And you couldn't opt out. Oh, weird. So uh, there's a lot of streamers that are up in arms in that. But t Twitch yeah. is trying to get more money because, you know, they're not doing too well. And Daddy Amazon says you need to turn a profit or else... And, it's gonna be uh, very interesting to see what TwitchCon has done because you know they're pro they've, they're saving some feature to unveil at the um, keynote. Yeah. It's gonna be very interesting to see what comes up at TwitchCon in just two weeks, if you can believe it. Yeah, I am sad I will not be there this year. I had planned I would I was I was kept saying this is gonna be the year I'm gonna go, and this year is not the year I'm gonna go. Real life is more important. Yep. It's what's kept me from doing two cons in Atlanta sometimes. Um, but uh, it won't be just me at TwitchCon, of course. Dark Soccer mm -hmm. is going to be there. So that's fun because I haven't gone to a con with Sakura in a while. It's been a, probably, yeah. a long time. I could probably GamerX is the last one I can think of off the top of my head anyway. Well, so that, uh, That's fun. why I wish I could have gone. So I could, I could have seen Jamie for the first time in many, many years. Right. I right. wanted to. I really wanted to. Yeah. 
But uh, so, maybe next year. Maybe next year. If there is a TwitchCon next year. If Twitch if still exists next con, year. If, it, if Twitch still be, exists be, next year. It might be YouTube Fest next year. <laughs> Orange Lounge Radio know. is up next. Thanks so much, Rob. <laughs> Thanks as always, Bobby. So uh, that is it for me. I will be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Network. Come join us and interact with the show directly. Uh, you can find me on my socials, Twitter at Bobby Blackwolf, Instagram, Bobby Blackwolf, uh, Twitch at Bobby Blackwolf. That's where you could see me playing trombone champ. I, could, I was a master tromboner with my toots. It was great. Uh, and then, uh, and you can find me there or over at our discord server, vognetwork.com slash discord. Uh, if you like the show, tell a friend, if you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone the show is not for everybody, but I, it would not be able to work without the help of the chatters who went above and beyond. Thank you so much, uh, for, for all the support. We got a hype train earlier on in the show. Uh, you don't have to support us in this way uh go with the financial stuff but it does actually help voice geeks network pay the bills and we do uh pay the bills which is great uh and then anything we get extra goes right back into the network uh to make things better for y'all so thank you so much rob roberts resubscribed thank you so much uh paleonimaeus resubscribed started the hype train pod culture gifted a sub to chewy 240 congratulations chewy 240 for that Orange Wright resubscribed, Loki OLR resubscribed, and DJ Rama S cheered 100 bits. Thank you so much for that. We did have a hype train. It was a level one hype train with three subs and no bits on that one, but that's totally fine. I was, uh, I, I love the support. Thank you so much for the support today and every day. If I hit the button, then I stop getting all sappy. Thank you so much. And uh, don't get a 40 series card. Get a 30 series card. You're going to, your wallet will thank you. And I'll see you next week. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only, and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.